Peace be upon you. So this week was a big week for Saudi Arabia. Uh, a lot of events took place there that uh, transpired in the news. So God really wanted to talk about that and then reflect about the verses in the Quran in regards to these topics. So what was interesting was on Monday, The Economist ran a piece uh, stating that the uh, Hajj is safer this year than it's ever been. And it, they were giving all these accolades to Saudi Arabia. And so this week has been Hajj. And for those who aren't familiar with that, it's where uh, Muslims from all over the world, they uh, converge onto Mecca to perform one of the, the rites uh, that was instituted at the time of Abraham and to commemorate God and to draw closer to God. And um, what's ironic is three days later, there was a stampede that killed over 700 people, uh, 700 pilgrims who uh, came to Hajj were killed in a stampede and over 863 were injured. Now, Saudi Arabia's initial response, I don't know if they've changed since or they're going to change, is that they blame the pilgrims. Uh, they said the pilgrims weren't uh, uh, following instructions and that they were at fault and Saudi Arabia was innocent. Now, this is absolutely absurd. Uh, if you look at the history of Hajj, consistently, uh, they have completely just been incompetent in the way that they've handled it. Uh, in 1990, 1,400 people were trampled to death. Uh, because of a panic that erupted in a pedestrian tunnel. In 1994, 270 pilgrims were stampede, were crushed because of their incompetence. And hundreds more in 2000. 2006, 360 pilgrims were crushed to death uh, in yet another uh, Mina stampede. So this is a common theme that they are not able to basically understand. Now, they blame this on the individuals. They say, look, 2 million people are converging on to, uh, to perform their Hajj, and uh, inevitably, accidents like this is going to transpire. But the reality is God has given the Muslims four months to basically observe their Hajj, four sacred months. This is spelt out numerous times in the Quran. And Saudi Arabia limits Hajj to only a number of days. So what happens when you have 2 million people on average who go to Mecca to perform their Hajj and only have a few number of days to perform that? This is the kind of outcome. Is you have stampedes, you have people getting trampled and killed, and as opposed to opening it up to the full four months, Saudi Arabia doesn't want to be burdened by all these people and limits it only to a few days. And they're boycotting people from being able to go to the masjid, to being able to go to God's uh, masjid, the master that was instituted by Abraham for all believers from all over the world to come to, to basically partake in this right that was given to us by God. And the article in The Economist ends with the Saudis face an inevitably growing burden, that they see this as a burden. Oh, they have to host these people. This is a blessing and only the righteous have such a right to be the custodians thereof. Now, God tells us that basically there's four months uh, that we can perform Hajj. And what's interesting is that uh, Saudi Arabian traditional Muslims, they have twisted these four months. In 936, it reads, the count of months as far as God is concerned is 12. This has been God's law since the day he created the heavens and the earth. Four of them are sacred. This is the perfect religion. You shall not wrong your souls by fighting during the sacred months. However, you may declare all-out war against the idol worshipers even during the sacred months when they declare all-out war against you and know that God is on the side of the righteous. Chapter 9, verse 37. Altering the sacred months is a sign of excessive disbelief. It augments the strength of those who have disbelieved. They alternate the sacred months and the regular months while preserving the number of months consecrated by God. They thus violate what God has consecrated. Their evil works are adorned in their eyes. God does not guide the disbelieving people.
Now, everyone unanimously agrees that there's four sacred months. What's interesting is that traditional Muslims have twisted which months are the sacred months. So if you go and ask a traditional Muslim, what are the sacred months? They'll tell you it's the seventh month, the 11th month, the 12th month, and the first month. So they've thrown in the seventh, and then there's a gap, and then the 11th, 12th, and first. Now, we know from a careful study of the Quran that the four sacred months are consecutive months. So in chapter 9, verse 1, it says, An ultimatum is here issued from God and his messenger to the idol worshippers who enter into a treaty with you. Therefore, roam the earth freely for four months, and know that you cannot escape from God, and that God humiliates the disbelievers. And then in 9, 5, it says, Once the sacred months are passed, Right? So it says, roam the earth freely for four months, and it says, once the sacred months are passed. So it's talking about the sacred months. Now, who's going to go roam the earth on the seventh month, come back, and then roam on the 11th, 12th, and 1st? This is showing us that there's four sacred months and that they're consecutive months. Now, what's interesting is, okay, so we know that there's four, we know that they're consecutive. How do we know which four? Now, the word Rabbi, so the third month of the Islamic calendar is called Rabbi Aval. And what Rabbi means, it means one-fourth. Now, what's interesting is there's also a Rabbi Al-Khair, which is the fourth month of the Islamic calendar. Now, why would the third month of the Islamic calendar be called the fourth? It's because it's the fourth month of the sacred months, making the sacred months the twelfth, the, fir uh, the first, the second, and the third, four sacred months consecutive. Now, this is a sign of excessive disbelief. Now, what's interesting is that in the Economist article, it continues, says, the Saudis take their custodianship of the holy places very seriously. You know, I would love to hear someone from Saudi Arabia say that with a straight face. The fact that they limit the sacred months down to a handful of days for pilgrims to come from all over the world with this level of incompetence where thousands of people have died due to stampedes because they don't want to be burdened by this responsibility. It's too much work for them to allow people from all over the world to come and observe this one holy rite, to come to Mecca to observe their Hajj. They don't want to be burdened by that. And in 834 it reads, Have they not deserved God's retribution by repelling others from the sacred masjid, even though they are not the custodians thereof? The true custodians thereof are the righteous, but most of them do not know. So God is telling us they are not the custodians thereof. The custodians thereof are the righteous. These people are monopolizing God's sacred masjid. They're crowding them, uh, crowding them out from people who want to observe this rite down to a handful of days. And by doing this, they're repelling people from the sacred masjid. This is a blessing from God that he's bestowed upon the human people that we can go and observe. And the government of Saudi Arabia is limiting people from being able to observe this rite. And in 919, it says, Have you considered the watering of the pilgrims and caring for the sacred masjid a substitute for believing in God in the last day and striving in the cause of God? They are not equal in the sight of God. God does not guide the wicked people. Saudi Arabia has hijacked the religion of Islam. They have monopolized it, and the way that they're treating people during Hajj is completely unacceptable. And as if that's not bad enough, something else happened this week is that Saudi Arabia was announced that they will head the UN, UN Human Rights Panel. Now, this is the most oppressive regime in the entire world. Their track record for killings, for uh, prostitution rings, uh, for uh, child pedophilia, for the way that they harass women, for the way that they harass young uh, girls, um, it's 
just absolutely abhorring. And it says, not only has Saudi Arabia executed more than 100 people already this year, mostly by beheading, a rate of one execution every two days, and not only is it serially flogging dissidents, but it's reaching new levels of tyrannical depravity as it is about to behead and then crucify the 21-year-old son of a prominent regime critic, Ali Mohammed Al-Nimr, who was convicted at the age of 17 of engaging in dem uh, demonstrations against the government. That they're going to kill, they're going to behead and crucify a 21-year-old who spoke out at the age of 17 from someone who's a critic of Saudi Arabia. Now show me where in the Quran is this authorized? This is absolutely, just absolutely disgusting behavior. And they're the head of the UN Human Rights Panel. When I read this, I thought this was in, uh, from The Onion. I thought this was a joke. And you can read the Human Rights Watch report. You know, Saudi Arabia in 2014, it convicted and imprisoned political dissonance and human rights activists solely on the account of their peaceful activities. Systematic discrimination against women and religious minorities continued. Authorities failed to enact systematic measures to protect the rights of 9 million foreign workers. As in past years, authorities subjected hundreds of people to unfair trials and arbitrary detention. New anti-terrorism regulations that took effect in 2014 can be used to criminalize almost anyone from a peaceful criticism of authorities as terrorism. So you see that this is just a level of arrogance that this country is able to, to, to achieve. It's just, it's mind-boggling that they're the head of the UN Human Rights Council. And this is the most oppressive regime on the planet where there's no freedom of speech, no freedom of expression, the abuse towards women and children. And uh, in addition, the way that they abuse the millions and millions of migrant workers that they bring, that they make them into indentured servants. Now, you can go online and look up, like, say, for instance, the way that Saudi Arabia treats camel jockeys. These are people, orphans that they pull from all over walks of, you know, all the different worlds in developing countries. They chain them, they shackle them, they keep them deprived of food and nutrients so they can race them on camels. Now, this is the country, this is the country that believes they're the custodians of the masjid the sacred masjid, and they're the ones who are basically allowed to allow people to go to Hajj. What level of absurdity? And God tells us, warns us about this, warns the Arabs about this. In chapter 9, verse 97, it says, the Arabs are the worst in disbelief and hypocrisy and the most likely to ignore the laws that God has revealed to his messenger. God is omniscient, most wise. And this is in the Quran, in their native language. It says, they are the worst in disbelief and hypocrisy. And this is the reason is because they have the Quran in their language and they're the most oppressive, most uh, tyrannical government on this planet. And it continues in 998, some Arabs consider their spending in the cause of God to be a loss and even wait in anticipation that a disaster may hit you. It is they who will incur the worst disaster. God is here omniscient. And God says other Arabs do believe in God in the last day and consider their spending to be a means towards God and a means of supporting the messenger. Indeed, it will bring them near. God will admit them into his mercy. God is forgiver, most merciful. And it continues in 9101 and 102. It says, Among the Arabs around you, there are hypocrites. Also among the city dwellers are those who are accustomed to hypocrisy. You do not know them, but we know them. We will double the retribution for them. Then they end up committed to a terrible retribution. So the fact that <laughs> Saudi Arabia, their head of the UN Human Rights Panel, with the worst track record of human rights on this planet, shows you the level of hypocrisy that, you know, we're dealing with. 
And in 9.1-2 says, there are others who have confessed their sins, they have mixed good deeds and bad deeds. God will redeem them, for God is forgiver most merciful. Now, I can continue on for volumes and volumes about the atrocities that they've committed, but God willing, if you get a chance, look into it. Uh, it's mind-boggling. Most of the stuff is kept suppressed because of the relations <coughs> excuse me, that Saudi Arabia has with the U.S. and obviously their, uh, the amount of oil that they're able to produce. But all this, all this, uh, all these blessings, all this wealth that God has given them is going to backfire. God allows people to basically uh, reach great heights of arrogance to just show the level of disbelief that they have. And this is exactly what's taking place in Saudi Arabia. God is providing them with all the means, all the resources, all the connections, uh, just to show the level of arrogance for the people who God has given the Holy Quran to in their own native tongue. Um, God willing, we just got to be patient. We got to trust in God. And God will take care of everything, guaranteed. If you guys got any comments or questions, hit us up at QuranTalk at gmail.com or on Twitter at TalkQuran. And uh, inshallah, until next time, peace and God bless.